0: I think the closest thing to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, specifically the whole golden ticket hunt uh, that's happening in real life right now, is probably this strange thing that's happening with Amazon right now. Amazon a while ago announced that they wanted to open up another headquarters. They have one in Seattle right now, but they want another United States-based headquarters. So cities have been doing like really weird things to try and attract Amazon's attention and get them to build the headquarters there. And this has been going on for a while. The reason I'm bringing it up today is because Mayor Sly James of Kansas City did a publicity stunt today in which he ordered 1,000 items off of Amazon and then wrote full paragraph long 5 star reviews for each of those products. And then released a video of this on Facebook and is now encouraging citizens of Kansas City to go share those reviews out on social using, I think it's the hashtag, uh, yeah. Hashtag KC five stars to try and get Amazon to build their headquarters there. There are some other weird things that have happened, including um, one town in Georgia saying that they would rename part of their town to Amazon. Like they would split off a piece of the town and then if Amazon put their headquarters there, they would call it Amazon Georgia, uh, which is Interesting. Tucson, Arizona sent Amazon a gigantic cactus. They sent it to Seattle. Amazon had to turn it down because they're not accepting gifts slash bribes for this challenge. So this is why it's weird to me. I I understand why you would want an Amazon headquarters there. It's gonna bring a lot of jobs. It could turn your city into a tech hub. It makes a lot of sense why you would want it. On the flip side, there are two articles, two completely random articles that pop into my head when I think about this. The first one being an article I read once about how Amazon just decided, as like a nice thing to do in Seattle, to open up banana stands and yes, Arrested Development fans, it is exactly what you're thinking of. It's just a stand that gives out bananas, uh, but they're completely free. It's just free bananas. You just go up and and Amazon just gives you free bananas. And this nice thing that Amazon does because they have so much money that they can just give out free bananas every day forever has, like, destroyed the banana economy in the area of Seattle. The price of bananas has been driven up, and if you were to go to, like, a local mom-and-pop grocery store kind of thing, like, why would you pay for a banana when you could just go to the banana stand? (laughs) Near Amazon, uh, so that's weird. And number two, I remember reading an article elsewhere. Actually, I'm going to find this. Okay, so it was. Uh, I just found it. it. was It was an article that ran on Salon.com uh, three years ago now, which is wild. Um, but it was called "Amazon Is Killing My Sex Life," and it was basically about how. At the time, I guess, this person couldn't go on a date through a dating app with someone that didn't work at Amazon, like, every time they matched up with someone, the person was always an Amazon employee, um, and, and, like, how it just felt like you're going out on dates with the same person over and over again, um, even if they were different. I don't know, it was kind of funny, but, like, point being there are these, like, little strange weird quirks that come with having an Amazon headquarters in your city, but I do think the weirdest quirk is trying to get Amazon to your city in the first place. Uh, so I guess good luck to all these cities. There are a lot of them uh, just going down the list right now. Washington, D.C. Just trying to get them. Danbury, Connecticut. Frisco, Texas. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, who else? Yeah, just everyone wants the new Amazon headquarters. It's a weird thing. Hi, my name is Brendan Bigley. This is The Internet Today, the show where I find the best stuff on the Internet so you don't have to. Something I don't think I've talked about on this station in a long time uh, is my obsession with clicker games, incremental games as they're called sometimes on the internet. I would say the biggest one, the cultural touchstone, shall we say, for incremental games would probably be Cookie Clicker. That kind of traveled around pretty hardcore when that came out. So if you played Cookie Clicker, you know what I'm talking about. Over time, uh, a lot of other game developers and mobile developers and companies have improved upon the formula of Cookie Clicker, um, incrementally, <laughs> and, uh, and and have made some like really, really, really wonderful experiences. It is a game genre that is definitely not for everyone. But for someone who spends a lot of time riding trains and subways and stuff, um, I really like having a game that I can have on my phone, play it with one hand while I'm like holding onto a handrail or something. That's literally just like tapping on my phone and watching numbers go up. And they play themselves in the background. And there's like this idea of constantly coming back and checking them out over and over again. Uh, Just to give a couple examples of some good ones that I've played. Uh, Adventure Capitalist is probably my favorite one on iOS. I played that all the way to the end. Uh, Fallout Shelter which is based on the popular Bethesda franchise Fallout, very good one, Uh, and Kittens Game uh, is another one that is really interesting that the creator describes as the Dark Souls of Incremental Games. And just one more quick recommendation, uh, there's another one called Space Plan that I played earlier this year that experiments with the idea of telling a story, uh, like an actual narrative through this idea of like tapping on things, upgrading like factories and facilities, leaving the game idle, coming back to it later. There's, a, there's an actual story that unfolds as you continue to play it, and there's a solid end point when you can stop when the story is over. And it's it's a really cool thing. And the first time I played it, I was like, oh, wow, it's weird that nobody's done this before. And that nobody has used incremental games to kind of explore larger themes like that. Uh, and earlier this week, along comes a game designer from New York named Frank Lance, who released a new game called Universal Paperclips. He tweeted out, uh, quote, my new game in which you play an AI who makes paperclips, uh, with just a link to the game. If you just want to check it out, you don't even care what I'm about to say next. It's decisionproblem.com slash paperclips. You can go check it out. But... The first thing that popped into my head when I first read that description was this idea called the paperclip maximizer. And the paperclip maximizer is this really interesting thought experiment that basically says if you create an AI and give it the sole purpose of making paperclips and you don't tell it anything else. You're just like, you just got to make paperclips. It's the only thing you got to do and you don't teach it right from wrong. You don't give it any kind of um, values to determine like, okay, stop making paperclips at this point or this is what you can or cannot do to keep making paperclips. What will eventually happen is that this paperclip AI will become a dominant force in the universe and cause the destruction of humanity, earth, our solar system, our galaxy, and potentially the entire universe and maybe even other universes. I will say again that if you find interesting, this is probably another good point to leave and just go check out Universal Paperclips because it explores that idea. The Paperclip game is very literally about that thought experiment. You start off with just a button that says make paperclip and you press it and you make a paperclip and over time you have to start to manage how many paper clips you're making and how much wire you're collecting, how much actual like metal wire you're collecting to be able to make more paper clips. And it's a very sparse layout. It is it is just a completely uh black and white screen just text and buttons on there. And as you continue to play this game, it starts to unravel itself in really interesting ways. You as the AI start to run out of money, so you have to start selling the paper clips and then investing that money into the stock market and gaming the stock market because you're this ultra smart AI. Uh while all Also, simultaneously continuing to make paperclips and this continues to go on and on and on and on with these things unfolding until you essentially use all of the matter available on planet earth to make paperclips and then need to travel into space to start finding more matter that you can use to turn into paperclips you send probes out into space You fight literal space battles. Um, It's it's a really fascinating game, specifically in the sparseness of the design, specifically in its almost neutrality and the way that it's presenting these things. Like, you could probably get to the part where you're having space battles and just kind of be, like, stuck on that part for, like, an hour or two before you even start to think about who it is that you might be fighting. It really puts you in the mind of this AI because all you want to do is watch that number go up. And in this thought experiment, that is literally all the... AI would actually want to do. And it's just a way to illustrate one possible future for artificial intelligence if we don't manage it correctly and if we don't set the right rules and the right regulations in place before we start experimenting with this kind of stuff. It's a really cool thing. But on top of that, it's just a really good clicker game. So go check it out.